Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is hour number two of the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa at the tip of the strip in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. And we make our way down to the Broncos hosting the Jets, the beginning of the afternoon slate on this Sunday, week seven in the NFL. And I tell you what, Mike, the Jets have been extremely fortunate this season and they're getting some good luck again this week. The Broncos have played in two straight overtime games. They've scored a total of 25 combined uh, combined points in those two games. Russell Wilson is injured and out for this game, and the Broncos have a London trip on deck next week. You can't come to the Mile High City (laughs) without a better situation than that. Uh, The Jets will be facing their fourth backup quarterback in seven games this year in Denver, and we've seen this line crash towards the Jets' direction. New York moved to the favorite on Saturday when the Russell Wilson news came out. And right now the Jets are a road favorite laying one point with a very low total of 37. Yeah, didn't Brett Ripon start a game against the Jets? And yeah, and he the won Jets? it. No. Yes. Oh, that was on the road though, right? Yes. Uh, different circumstances, different team, different um, coaches, all that stuff. But uh, what's interesting about this game too, as the, the Jets went to favorite, was like Brett Ripon's been around this team for a while. Um, you know, you know, these players are highly familiar with them. The person that they weren't familiar with was Russell Wilson. Right. Good point. <laughs> so now you have Brett Rippon, who, by the way, will not be trying to run his own offense like Russell Wilson tries to do. <laughs> uh, he's going to follow the instruction from the coaches. And I think the happiest man in Denver right now is Nathaniel Hackett, because now he can actually coordinate and call a football game the way he wants to, which will be very intriguing to me. But 
another benefit for the Jets is a familiarity of opponents, meaning like they've been unfamiliar to a lot of people because they've been playing outside the division. Uh-huh. And so there's not really a solid tell on the Jets. But head coach Robert Sala, you think about the last few weeks, Dolphins and Packers, and now Nathaniel Hackett, as a defense coordinator with the 49ers, I mean, he's highly familiar with these schemes, right? And so from a planning standpoint, the Jets benefit from that. Uh, but I, I like the situation with the Broncos now uh, with Rippon uh, going in there, even though he's a backup quarterback, going in there with some type of structure uh, because Hackett and Russell Wilson had been butting heads in terms of execution uh, on the field philosophy uh, of plays and Russell not seeing a lot of plays that are wide open for him to be able to execute. Uh, The Jets can run the ball well. We know that. The Broncos, uh, I think defensively, they're all about it. Uh, They are really good uh, with that defense at home in particular, too. I I like that situation. Uh, If Rippon can get it going, uh, now you have a dog situation here uh, with the Broncos. I I thought it would be a tight game, uh, but it's flipped. Uh, Anytime you can catch some points in this one, that's the side that I'm leaning on uh, in, in this matchup. The Broncos' offense has scored a touchdown on just 10% of their drives this season. That is the lowest rate in the league. But the Denver defense has allowed a touchdown on less than 9% of opponents' drives. That is also the lowest rate in the league. The Broncos are 30th in the NFL in third-down conversion percentage. The Jets are 27th. More team total stuff for you here, Mr. (laughs) Pritchard. The Jets have scored 30 points over their implied team totals this season. That is the most in the league. An interesting note here, teams with losing records of two games below 500 but are not 0-2, they're 3-13 straight up, 4-11-1 against the spread before playing in London. I'm not positive really how to make sense of that, but the numbers are pretty staggering. Uh, The Jets, they lost to Denver last year in the Mile High City. They were shut out 26-0. Since 2005, teams that were shut out by a non-division opponent and then faced them again in the following year, 9-5 and five straight up and against the spread. you got to believe that Robert Sala remembers being shut out by the Broncos last season. I didn't play this game, Mike, but I'm with you. I actually lean towards Denver now that they are in the role of the underdog, and I think you make a great point about Brett Rippon's familiarity with this offense and Russell Wilson's unfamiliarity with this team. Yeah, I mean, Brett Rippon, you know, obviously it's a different offense, but the players, like the Cortland Suttons, the Jerry Judys, and everybody uh, who Russell's trying to be on the same page with, even though he's upstairs and not on the same page, uh, Rippon is on the same page. And for for the Broncos to make this decision, too, I mean, hamstring aside, uh, Russell Wilson's a warrior. We know that. Uh, Rippon probably had a good week of practice, mm-hmm. right? And for the Broncos, oh, you know what? It, here we go. Uh, Russell Wilson, you're out. Uh, We're going to go with Rippon. And so I I think he had a good week of practice. And uh, my former team teaser is (laughs) 2-0. I know. That's great. It's 2-0, Brady. And I I am so close to playing. I can play it. So now you can tease this one up to uh, 7, right? Yeah, because before I couldn't tease the Broncos. I I mean, I I could tease the Falcons still and certainly looking at Seattle and their situation. We'll get to that game. Uh, But now that the Broncos are in a dog situation, I can get this teaser in here. Yeah, and get uh, a nice number. Yep, get a nice number and and a chance to go 3-0 with that thing. All right, let's uh, look down the street here. The Texans at the Raiders, an interesting scheduling situation. Both teams coming off of a bye, and certainly both teams went into their bye struggling. The Raiders come off of a tough loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now the Texans actually come off of their first win of the season, beating the Jaguars, but they are just 1-3-1 and one 
on the season. Darren Waller is out for Las Vegas at tight end. Houston will be without one of their best defenders up front, defensive end Jonathan Greenard. And, Mike, the Raiders, again, down the street at home at Allegiant Stadium. They are laying seven points with a total of 45-and-a-half. Do you like anybody here? Um, on a teaser situation, I'd take the Raiders. Uh, I would tease them down. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, I, I like the Raiders. I like the talent. I just don't know where they are. Uh, from I, I know they're saying all the right things, Brady. I know they they feel like the season's still in front of them. They can still make the playoffs. Some people are starting to back that. They're a very very talented team, uh, but there's some injuries going on. There's there's a lack of um, faith in each other too going on. When you got rumors about key players on that team. Uh, in terms of are they going to be traded or not, uh, I think that's significant. Uh, I think the scheme of Lovey Smith running that Tampa 2 can be a problem for the Raiders, uh, but the Raiders have been able to run the football as of late. And so now you may be able to invite uh, that situation to change for Lovey Smith and what he wants to do from a coverage standpoint against Devontae Adams. Uh, but if you can't stop the run, uh, then, or, or if you can't get the running game started that way for the Raiders, then uh, I, you can move Devontae all around. This Tampa 2 is going to slow things down. Uh, and then on the other side, for the Raiders, they're going to have to be able to buckle up and, and stop the run. And uh, there's been some uh, key players banged up. Uh, Perryman's along the way as a linebacker. He's been banged up. And uh, stopping a run for the Raiders has been a, a, an issue. You know, I, I think they're built to go after the quarterback. And you got two all pros, Chandler Jones and and, and Max Crosby to get after the quarterback. One of the things, though, I'm looking for from the Raiders is for them to simplify things defensively off the bye week. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe an in-game situation. Pay attention to that because they need to play faster. They need to stop thinking. They need to be able to react more. And if that starts to emerge, then certainly back in the Raiders is a way to go. Uh, and then offensively. Uh, Carr to Devontae Adams, that's going to be a combination everybody's going to feature. But I really like the fact that Josh Jacobs uh, now has asserted himself uh, as a premier running back in, in, this, in this league here. The Raiders offense is averaging 2.43 points per drive. That trails only the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Nearly 43% of the Raiders' possessions have reached the red zone or scored prior. That is sixth in the league. Less than 21% of the Houston possessions have reached the red zone or scored prior. That is the lowest rate in the league. Houston is allowing a gain of 20 or more yards once every 12.3 plays. That's the highest rate in the NFL, but they are good against the pass. They rank fourth in defense defensive passer rating to the Raiders ranking 31st in the league. Las Vegas is the worst team in the league in the red zone defensive area. Texas offense is second to last in the league in third down conversion percentage. The Texans have been outgained by their opponent in all five games this season. Las Vegas has outgained its opponent in their last three games. My numbers actually came to the Texans favored by four, the Texans favored by one, and then the Raiders favored by three. Mm. I do like Houston getting the full seven points here. I'm not sure if they win, Mike, uh, but I, th I think they can keep this game close. Um, you know, they've been playing hard for Lovey. And kind of to your point, the Raiders have a ton of talent. I just don't know which team's going to show up every week. Right, and so Josh, Jake, uh, Josh McDaniels, there's a lot of Joshes on that football team, <laughs> by the way. Josh McDaniels, the head coach, this is foreign to him, like – Digging yourselves out of a hole mm -hmm. as a head coach. Mm -hmm. As an offensive coordinator, you had Tom Brady. That may be differently uh, for, for you, McDaniels. But now you got to dig out of this hole uh, as a head coach. And, and that means managing everything, uh, the staff uh, as well as all the players, and making sure everybody's prepared properly uh, off a of bye week. I, I think the Raiders 
and Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator, he's way too complicated. Why is Chandler Jones dropping in coverage? Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes zero sense to me. Uh, but yet, that's a scheme thing, right? Uh, but I, I think if you self-evaluate, self-scout, he's here. He paid him a lot of money to get after the passer to be a closer. Let him do that. You know, you got other players that can help out and, and drop in in coverage. You can drop seven people if you have to uh, in coverage because you have two all pros coming off the edge, <laughs> right? Why are you dropping him in coverage? So, I, I, yeah, I just hope they, I hope they simplify things for, for the sake of that football team. All right, let me drop in a pro tip here. We missed one last hour. Mm-hmm. We do one roughly every hour across all VEASAN shows. You can go to vsin.com slash pro tips to check those out. And we talk about the line flipping in the Denver Bronco game. And this is for contest play, especially if you're reeling a little bit right now in contest play and you need to try and make up some ground. There's a good chance that the New York Jets will be a top consensus play, if not the very most popular play in the contest. Because in the Circa Millions contest and the Westgate Super contest, the Jets are getting a point or a point and a half. Mm -hmm. Now, with the line flipping, a lot of people are probably going to fall on New York. Of course, Russell Wilson out of the game. If you go with the Denver Broncos here, you and I both kind of like the Denver side, especially now as a dog. Very much of a contrarian play. You could definitely make up some ground in the big football contest in town. That's a great pro tip. Absolutely. I mean, um, <laughs> nobody probably got you thinking. Got you, Did you turn has, in your picks yet? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they weren't on there uh, either. But um, uh, I mean, you know, the Jets. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused now. It's a great pro tip, though. All right, very good. We'll come back with the big game of the day, the Chiefs in Santa Clara to face the 49ers. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism, fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different, but whenever you feel like you're ready to take your first step towards change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That is Z-Y-N. Well, I tell you what, Mike, this does indeed look like the game of the day. A rematch of the 2019 Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, in that 2019 Super Bowl, the Chiefs coming back from a 10-point deficit to win that game in the final six and a half minutes. San Francisco was ravaged by injury in a loss last week to Atlanta, but amazingly, they're almost completely healthy. All of those guys that missed last game, just about all of them will be in the game against the Chiefs on Sunday. All-pro left tackle, also Trent Williams, is expected to be back for this game. And, of course, they have that brand-new shiny toy called Christian McCaffrey at running back. We've seen this line come down in the direction of the 49ers. Currently, Kansas City a one-point favorite with a total of 49 what, in your opinion, is going to happen in this one? Wow. Potential line movement, uh, line value, too, all, all in, involved in this game here. If you look at the 49ers earlier, they were catching two and a half points at home. Right. Uh, I mean, we know uh, dogs have, have performed very, very well. Now, three and a half or more. Josh Applebaum had this, by the way. Uh, a lot of people do. But uh, three and a half by, or, or more uh, dogs have been phenomenal, 67%. Mm. Uh, but you have a good football team uh, catching points at home. Uh, and that's the 49ers, right? And uh, I think what Kyle Shanahan indicated that that trade with run CMC, Christian McCaffrey, we need to surround Jimmy Garoppolo with as many great playmakers as we can mm-hmm. because we can't elevate our offense with Jimmy G, but we can elevate Jimmy G with these players. Yep. Uh, and so that bowls very, very well for a very strong roster. Uh, Bosa being back, I mean, I think defensively, uh, we know what the 49ers are all about. Uh, the Chiefs are interesting because they are prolific. They, they're the number one scoring team in the league right now, 30 points a game, right? Um, but they're methodical about how they do things. It's not really explosive. Uh, they possess the football. Patrick Mahomes elevates everything on that offense. But against a defense like this, you need playmakers. I don't care who you are. Uh, and the Chiefs, they need playmakers to establish themselves. And uh, I know they have a, a couple that are reliable, but they don't have that many uh, that's going to be needed in a matchup like this. I like the 49ers at home. I like the situation uh, in which they're all in, uh, similar to what we saw from the Rams. Hell, the Rams and Tampa Bay both added along the way, and they won Super Bowls. The 49ers are adding along the way here, and I don't know if they're going to win a Super Bowl or not, but they are going to be better with Christian McCaffrey on that roster. Now, is he going to play in this game? I don't know. Uh, the mindset in terms of what the 49ers have right now, though, uh, is enough uh, to catch points uh, in this game uh, against the Chiefs here at home. 
The Chiefs are averaging 3.2 red zone touchdowns per game. That is the most in the league. 49er opponents are averaging just 5.3 plays in the red zone per game. That is the fewest in the league. So another offense versus defense situation here. Just over 22% of Kansas City's drives on offense have gone without a first down or a touchdown. That is third in the NFL. Just over 23% of San Francisco's drives have gone without a first down or a touchdown. That is fourth in the league. Nearly 75% of the yardage allowed by the Chiefs defense has come via the pass. That is the highest rate in the league. As a coach, Kyle Shanahan's team with a record of .333 or better, they are 14-6 and against the spread as an underdog. And we've talked about this on the show as well, Mike, going from the role of home underdog to road favorite. That is the case for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it has not worked out well in the past for those teams making that switch as far as going from home underdog to road favorite. My numbers come to San Francisco favored by 5, by 2, and by 3.5. I think the Niners win win this game outright, and I felt that way before the addition of Christian McCaffrey. Right, yeah, I mean, the offense isn't going to be too foreign from him. I mean, uh, it's an offense in which he grew up in. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean. I mean, he grew up with the Shanahans and John Lynch at Stanford. Right. But his, a ton of familiarity. Yeah, there. his dad played in this offense, right. too, and so uh, Christian knows the offense. I mean, he grew up in it. Like you mentioned, Stanford, too, you throw that in there. So uh, there's a great chance, and maybe that's why you see some more line movement. How are you going to cover – a runner receiver like this. And then from a personnel standpoint, we see how creative or how creativity uh, in the National Football League is allowing teams like Atlanta to have some success. To creativity with Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey on, on the field at the same time, who was a running back and who was a receiver, right? <laughs> and that, that just breaks you down defensively, puts you on the heels right there. So uh, on paper, it, it looks really, really good. And it just bolsters what I thought about the 49ers a year, uh, at the beginning of the year. I thought they had one of those significant rosters this year. Well, Joey Bosa is expected to be back for this game. He's been taken off of the injury report. Eric Armstead is out. Javon Kinlaw is on injured uh, injured reserve. But to Noah Fonga, the uh, defensive back, he is listed as questionable. Chavarius Ward is still questionable, but they do also expect to get uh, uh, Jimmy Ward back. Should be playing with a club on his hand. Uh, Jason Verrett was not activated off of the pup list just yet, uh, but they are a heck of a lot healthier than they were last last week. Uh, the Seahawks at the Chargers. We saw the Seahawks win impressively last week over Arizona, and surprisingly, they did it with defense. Now, the Chargers, they won in overtime on Monday night versus the Broncos. I would say not all that impressively by the Los Angeles Chargers, but we know that Denver defense is very tough. Seattle at 3-3. Three and three. They're tied for first place in the NFC West. The Chargers at 4-2. and two. They're tied for first place in the AFC West. Now, this line opened up as high as 7 in favor of of the Chargers now down to Los Angeles laying five points with a total of 50. What do you think? Well, that higher number obviously attracted to the Seahawks, right? Oh, uh, yeah. And so, I mean, Geno Smith has been playing decent football. I mean, think about this, Brady. He has not had meaningful starts as a starting quarterback since 2014. I mean, I know he got in there a little bit last year, but I'm talking about meaningful, significant starts like he has right now. Since, since 2014, he's completing 73% of his passes. Now, he's had 188 passing attempts. 43 of those have been with play action. So the running game for Seattle, uh, which Pete Carroll wants to do, has really 
uh, have, have footprints all over this offense right now. It needs to be successful, and it has been. I, I think uh, they are the third best in the National Football League with 5.3 yards per attempt mm-hmm. uh, rushing the football, which is incredible. You're taking that on the road against the Chargers team, uh, that, you, you know, they're going to have to play physical. I think the Chargers are a finesse team. Uh, look at their pass-run uh, ratio as an offensive standpoint. And, and then defensively, uh, I, I think they love to get after the passer, too. So uh, the Seahawks, they're allowing too many points a game uh, for me to think of, th- of this as an upset situation. But I did like the points uh, when they were higher there for the Seahawks. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, I, I feel like the Seahawks uh, would be the side here, especially mm-hmm. if you could get that full seven. Yeah. Uh, but now with it down to five or so, and and the defense just worries for uh, worries me for this team. Over 44% of Seattle's drives have reached the red zone or scored prior to reaching the red zone. That is second in the league. However, over 44% of their drives against Seattle have reached the red zone or scored prior. That is the highest rate in the league. The Seahawks mm-hmm. defense is forced to punt on less than 24% of opponents' drives. That's the worst rate in the league. The Chargers have forced opponents to punt on less than 32% of offensive possessions for their opponents. That's fourth worst in the league. Los Angeles is just allowing 1.7 sacks plus turnovers per game. That is the fewest mark in the NFL. Since 1996, Seattle is 11-5 straight up and 10-6 and against the spread against the Chargers, including 4-0 and straight up and against the number as an underdog when coming off of a win. The Chargers are 1-9 and against the number in games before their bye week. Very interesting there. Uh, Like I say, I'm with you, Mike. I don't have a real strong opinion in this game. I think it could just be an offensive game going back and forth here, and it ends up being a one-score game. Maybe Seattle could get in through the back door. Yeah, you know, familiarity, though, kind of hurts the Chargers because without Keenan Allen, they're limited. You know, He's questionable. Might be back. He might be back with the hamstring. They're being cautious with that. Uh, You know, the other receivers, along with Mike Williams, just hasn't really – uh, helped out Herbert uh, enough. Uh, you know, the last two games, he's thrown for, what, 228, 238. Yeah. Uh, against familiar people. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, Joe Woods was a defense coordinator with, with, the, with the Broncos, of course. But, you know, you think about Herbert on tape. Without other weapons, I, I wonder how lim- – they can only screen so much, right, uh, in, in a Eckler football game. might be a real nightmare for Seattle, though. Well, yeah, with that defense, yeah, absolutely. From a running game standpoint, yep. Uh, but from a passing game standpoint, I, I wonder if the Chargers can rev it up. And the Keelan Allen, even if he dresses and if he can play a little bit, that will help a, a ton for, for L.A. Chargers. Oh, I totally agree mm-hmm. with you. Allen seems to be the big difference maker. And, you know, certainly a typical wide receiver or, or a star wide receiver don't typically make a difference to the point spread. Uh, and I'm not saying Keelan, Keenan Allen would do that, but he really seems to be the catalyst for this offense. The, the lack of Keenan Allen in the lineup has really seemingly taken the Chargers mm-hmm. offense down. Yep, yep. No touchdown pass last week for uh, Justin Herbert. Absolutely <laughs> wild. That also speaks to that Denver defense. They will not face the Denver defense this week. We come back. It's time for prime time. The Steelers and the Dolphins up next. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, basketball, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet, plus get Sunday Parlay Insurance for football and more. Head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you, and we've made our way to Sunday night football prime time in South Beach. Tua Tangavaloa is expected to be back at quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Kenny Pickett expected to get the start for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Miami has lost three in a row since missing their starting quarterback. Pittsburgh, of course, comes off of a huge upset win last week over the Buccaneers, winning outright as double-digit underdogs. Miami has seen the money here, Mike. The game opened at 7, and now we're at Dolphins minus 7.5 with a total of 44.5. Where are you headed? Well, I, I mean, the play this one would be interesting uh, for me. Uh, I, I would lean towards taking the points here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and here's why. I mean, I know Tua's coming back, and that's going to lift up this offense and uh, you know make it more explosive, perhaps. But think back to when Miami was explosive with Tua. Uh, you know, they still hadn't established a running game. Right. Uh, and they had one significant fourth quarter that was outstanding. Prior to the concussion against Cincinnati – uh, that offense was kind of stymied a little bit. Now, with Tua on the field, the Dolphins averaged 27 points per game. Uh, think back to that Baltimore Ravens game, I and mean, you can think about some other situations. Um, but without Tua, they averaged 16 points a game. What what version of the Dolphins is a real Dolphins? You yeah. know, and um, I, I think Tua has elevated the offense with his accuracy and timing. He really has done that. He's done a great job, but that was at the beginning of the year. Now there's so much tape on that scheme and, and tendencies from Mike McDaniel. Uh, I don't think he's seasoned enough to kind of break tendencies, uh, Brady, and, and you can't rely on a rushing attack uh, because he, he has not established that. Uh, I think against the Steelers, even with uh, some key injuries back there, I, you still have to be able to run a football. So uh, I don't like the Dolphins right now, uh, certainly laying seven and a half, you look on the other side for the Steelers, they're a young team, uh, you know, and Kenny Pickett is going to develop. He's going to get better. And you think about the receivers and, and the cast of characters he has around him at a skill set position. I, I think this team will start to believe in itself. I, I saw Trubisky do something uh, in the game last week against Tampa that I didn't think he was capable of. And that's just letting it go. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of traffic when he threw that touchdown pass. But he's playing with, with – no pressure that way. And I think the youth on the Steelers has taken that pressure away too. So I don't think the Dolphins are seven and a half points uh, better than the Steelers. Well, it looks like the Steelers will get back Cam Sutton, Levi Wallace, and Minka Fitzpatrick in that defensive secondary. Also, Pat Fryermuth at tight end. Uh, Miami has trailed in the game on nearly 72% of their offensive snaps. That is 30th in the league. The Dolphins have converted on third down over 47% of the time with Tua on the field. That would be fourth in the league, as opposed to less than 30% with him off the field, which would rank 30th. So there's your difference with yeah. the Dolphins with or without Tua. Uh, he is 10-4 and four straight up and against the spread in his career at home. 
Pittsburgh does apply to a 40-99-4 against the spread letdown situation off of their big win over Tampa Bay. 500 or greater NFL teams that are 0-3 straight up and against the spread in their last three games. They are 14-1 straight up and against the number since year 2000 when facing an opponent off of an outright win as an underdog. And, of course, that applies to Miami. So I think it does make some sense there. And we've seen some money come in on Miami. I'm kind of with you leaning towards the Steelers. Mm -hmm. But that letdown off of that huge win does have me concerned. Yeah, and they are young, too. I mean, uh, and I think that's the concern from the Steelers' standpoint. I mean, you can, you can go and follow the storylines. You know, Brian Flores, you know, he knows Tua and all this. And, well, you right? know, I think that's a factor, too. Both Mika be. Fitzpatrick and Flores wanting to, you know, get a little revenge on their former team. Right, but just watching these teams on tape, it's like I, I know the deficiencies of Miami. I even know the deficiencies of Tua, but – uh, their defense allowing almost 26 points a game, Miami's. Uh, and, and so that's the concern. Um, Mike McDaniel, again, he's supposed to be a genius, uh, and I get that. But uh, there's, a, there's a lot of flaws on that team. That's why uh, I don't think there's seven and a half points better. Now, Steelers, they got to play that game, uh, their typical game. And to your point, maybe there's a letdown. Uh, and so they're not showing up the way that they did last week against Tampa Bay. Well, it's pretty crazy here. My numbers come to Steelers Pick'em, Steeler, or excuse me, my, my numbers come to Pick'em, Steelers minus one, and Steelers minus three. And I do believe that a lot of that is influenced by the games when Tua was not in the lineup, of course, missing the last three weeks. But you do have that letdown spot factor for Pittsburgh. Brian Flores and Minka Fitzpatrick coming back to their former team. I lean with the points, too, especially mm -hmm. now that it's on the other side of seven, seven and a hook. But I did not play the game. Uh, all right, we move to Monday night, the Bears at the Patriots. The Chicago Bears on extra rest here, having lost to the Washington Commanders last Thursday night. New England comes off two very convincing wins, shutting out the Lions and beating the Cleveland Browns last week 38-15. to I think the recent Patriots results, Mike, combined with how bad the Chicago Bears have been, makes for the adjustment in this line. Over the summer, this game opened up as New England laying six and a half. Now we're at eight. Patriots minus eight with a total of 40. How do you see it? Well, I like the Patriots on a teaser. Again, another teaser situation. There's so many home favorites uh, in which you think about how – when teams are winning games this year, it's not by a wide margin, right? right? I mean, we know about scoring down, being down as well. One of the things in my discovery along the way is how similar teams are in the National Football League. Yeah. And maybe another reason why scoring is down. So many teams are running the same thing when it comes to the running game, uh, either inside zone, wide zone, uh, and things of that nature because we're in shotgun. There's not a lot of fullbacks on teams. It, uh, converted tight ends to fullbacks and cross-blocking at the line of scrimmage. I mean, everybody's doing the same thing. And so preparation for that gets interesting, uh, right? Uh, it, unless you're teams that can elevate the running game. Like you implement gap, you implement counter, you implement some certain, certain uh, or different uh, blocking schemes up there. These two teams right now, to me, Brady, in terms of a running game, are similar. Yeah, yeah, very, very similar. But I, I, I think uh, the, the Bears, they just don't have enough. Uh, they at, once, at one point during the year, they were pretty good with turnover differential. Obviously, uh, that's regressed, and uh, they make too many mistakes offensively, too. I think Justin Fields is up against it because he just doesn't have a lot of faith in the players out there with him. Uh, and the Patriots on the other side, they're just well-prepared uh, at home. 
I think with a solid defensive effort, taking away whatever Chicago wants to do and, okay, run the football. We saw the Patriots take that away from Cleveland. Uh, so, you know, the Patriots are capable of doing something like that. Uh, I, I'm Patriots all the way, but I, I'm more comfortable with a teaser, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there in the teaser regard as well. Mm -hmm. Over 69% of the touchdowns allowed by Chicago have come on the ground. That is the highest rate in the league. Conversely, over 57% of the touchdowns scored by New England have come on the ground. That is fourth in the league. So not a good situation there for that Chicago defense. The Patriots are averaging, by the way, 7.3 yards per passing play. This was shocking to me. That is second in the league behind only the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Bailey Zappi, the next coming. <laughs> the uh, Bears are allowing five and a half sacks plus turnovers per game. That is 31st in the league. Justin Fields is the lowest rated passer in the league in the red zone. He's four of 11 passing with two touchdowns and an interception. Bill Belichick in his career when facing a bad team, 500 or worse, 12, 17, and two against the spread when he's won his last two games by a combined 40-plus points. I think that speaks to exactly what we're talking about, how this line being a little bit inflated, like mm -hmm. we mentioned earlier. New England has won two games in a row. They shut out the Lions, and then they really crushed Cleveland. Will they be able to sustain that? And will you know has the market kind of overreacted now making the Patriots lay eight points to what I know is a bad Chicago team? New England also 0-3-1 against the spread in their last four non-division Monday night games. I, if you made me, Mike, I'd probably take the eight points with the Bears, but I'm with you. Mm -hmm. uh, I do like the Patriots on a teaser. Yeah, I mean, one one of the things we know about the Patriots is that it's like Coach Dable with the Giants. You know, Bill Belichick being able to do so much with with not that much. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tom Brady turned into the GOAT. Remember, uh, he was a mid-rounder when he was right, drafted. Right. Uh, and, but it's the overachieved nature of what Bill Belichick creates, and uh, I, I think he's on track again uh, with his team, when you can line up and shut down or slow down a rushing attack from Cleveland, uh, you know you can rise to that type of an occasion. So I, I think on Monday night here at home, uh, the Patriots can do that again with that defense. Yeah, you think it would be a similar game plan. He shut down the rushing attack last week in Cleveland. The difference is certainly that Justin Fields is more mobile mm. than Jacoby Brissett. Mm -hmm. um, but if Belichick can take out that element, uh, they, they should cruise again. Yeah, but I, I'm comfortable with a teaser. Yeah, <laughs> More so I know. Than eight. I know. I'm, I, I, <laughs> and it totals at 40, too. I, I'm yeah. completely with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> we talked about this kind of with the Dallas-Detroit game. If it plays out the way it's supposed to on paper, Dallas rolls the Lions and the Patriots mm. roll the Bears. But it doesn't always play out the way it does on paper, <laughs> no, right? No, it does not. Writing right. is hard. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll go over all of our picks in the final segment. And then at the top of the hour, we switch over to the football contest show. We'll be right back. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. 
Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to the best betting talent in the game. If you haven't subscribed yet, VEASAN has a mid-season offer to make you a smarter better. Sign up now for just $99 and get VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. You'll get everything VEASAN has to offer, including our 24-7 live shows, subscriber-only betting guides to college bowl season and the Super Bowl, all for less than the normal monthly rate. You'll also get VEASAN subscriber-only season prep guides for the NHL, NBA, and the World Cup. It's the best bet in the game. $99 for VEASAN Pro now through the Super Bowl. Sign up at vcin.com slash subscribe. Final segment of the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you. We'll be around for another hour for the football contest show. We'll reveal the top five consensus picks in the Circa Million contest with Derek Stevens, Mike Palm, and Jeffrey Benson. They'll join us from the Circa Resort and Casino. Also, we'll go over the top survivor picks as just 382 people remain in that $6 million contest down there at the Circa Resort. So stick around for that. We'll go over all of our picks here run down the board Mike and I who we lean against who we're staying away from who we have a play on and Mike I'll start with the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Detroit Lions I lean towards the Lions here did not make a play of course the line is now six and a half and obviously I'd love to have the full seven Uh, and you kind of like Dallas here yeah I lean towards Dallas and and certainly from a teaser situation uh, and, and again we got time for those plays to still come in and uh, you look at the situation for this game. I know the Lions off a bye, uh, but to be able to get Dallas essentially as a pick'em uh, at home uh, with Dak Prescott coming back. I mean, he's an upgrade, obviously, of Cooper Rush and what we've seen with the Dallas Cowboys offense. But it's all about that Cowboys defense uh, to me uh, and Jared Goff on the road. Uh, with depleted weapons situation, I think, too, uh, I, I don't know if that's going to be enough there against Cowboys. 
All right, so disagreement between you and I on that one. The New York Giants at the Jacksonville Jaguars, and this is just a screwy one. Uh, I know most people out there, how can the 5-1 and one Giants <laughs> be a three-point underdog to the 2-4 and four Jacksonville Jaguars? Um, I do lean a little bit with New York, basically just because I don't want to lay it with Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm not real excited about taking either side here. No, not excited about that. I mean, again, another teaser opportunity if you like the Giants. Uh, again, uh, I, I think... Their overachieving nature uh, gives you comfort with a play like that. Uh, and you're right about Jacksonville. This is probably the game in which they are consistent and they play decent football for 60 minutes. They're such a young team uh, in key positions, inexperienced, if you will. Uh, and, and then Peterson, too. So you still have the new coach dynamic uh, in play there with Jacksonville. So laying three, uh, something I could uh, certainly avoid uh, in this game. I think you and I are on the same side here. The Indianapolis Colts visiting the Tennessee Titans. The Titans have won three in a row. They're coming off of a bye week. They are laying two and a half points with a total of 41 and a half. Right. No, we are on the same side because I, I like the Colts uh, on the road here getting points. Um, Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator, already runs uh, a single high scheme. Uh, I, I think even with rest, Derrick Henry is going to be the workhorse. You have to devote um, and commit players to the box. Uh, Gus Bradley's schemes al already allows that, the comfort of that on the road. And then Matt Ryan wasn't sacked at all as he threw for over 300 yards last week. Uh, so maybe there's something to this offensive line now for the Colts. Well, you know, they've been missing Shaquille Leonard, uh, mm -hmm. I believe, for the entire season. I'm not sure if he's played uh, at least one game uh, for the Colts defense and such a great middle linebacker. Yep. But it hasn't mattered a whole lot just yet. This Colts team is playing very well on defense. I'm with you. I like the Colts here. I think that bye week halted that momentum for the Tennessee Titans having won three straight games. And I don't think they're a great team to mm -hmm. begin with. And conversely, the Colts are kind of just catching their stride here the last couple of weeks. All right, Atlanta at Cincinnati. I think this one is a tough one to call. <laughs> Six and a half points. The Bengals are laying at home with a total of 47 and a half. It is a tough one to call. I mean, a, a conventional play would be to tease down the Bengals if you like that, if you don't want to lay the six and a half. But for me, as one of my former three teams, there you go. Uh, I'm going to uh, fire up the three-team teaser. Uh, so now I'm taking Atlanta uh, up to 12, 12 and a half points here. Uh, with that teaser. So they run the ball very, very well. Uh, I think it's a mindset when it comes to that Brady. Now the Bengals will be prepared for the six eligible at quarterback and what Marcus Mariota can do. Uh, Lamar Jackson's a better passer. Uh, I'll freely admit that. Uh, but London and Pitts, I mean, these guys are, are providing Marcus in the red zone with catch radius. Uh, and you, you don't have to be the most accurate passer for that to happen. So between the 20s, if they can run the football, create those red zone opportunities, uh, I like the points, that many points situation on the road against Cincinnati. Yeah, I bought the half point up to seven mm -hmm. and played the Falcons, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals missing a few players uh, that they need to be able to stop the run and not a good situation here against a really good rushing offense in the Atlanta Falcons. Tampa Bay and Carolina, this one, of course, has gotten squirrely. 13 points is now the number. Mike and I both staying a long ways away from that one. Uh, Green Bay and Washington, you kind of like the Packers. I lean with the Washington Commanders here taking the points. Um, I just have a tough time laying the points with the Packers mm -hmm. on a road situation here like this. I think Washington may be starting to turn the corner just a little bit. Okay. And they got that win on Thursday night. They have extra rest. I think Taylor Heineke will offer a little bit of a spark for that offense. Um, I didn't bet the game 
game, but I'm going to lean Commanders in that one. I know you lean with Green Bay. The New York Jets in Denver, another wild one here, one of the biggest action games of the week. It's getting tons of handle at all the casinos in Las Vegas and across the United States. And now, of course, the New York Jets have flipped to the favorite, and you and I both kind of favor Denver now in the role of the underdog. Right, and I tease him up with my former team teaser. Now (laughs) you can get seven and a half on (laughs) the There you go, right, right, absolutely. So, and it's Brett Rippon. I mean, if any, if there's any good spot for a quarterback to come in with a new coach that is pining for the opportunity to actually be able to coordinate and call the right plays, uh, is this spot. You got a quarterback in Brett Rippon who has defeated the Jets, right? And now he's going to be at home here uh, with a, a cast of characters that he's highly familiar with, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, all these guys. And uh, Latavius Murray, that big back, uh, I think there's something there uh, with what Denver wants to do with the running game uh, with Melvin Gordon, too. So I know the offensive line is not a great matchup against the Jets and what they have. Uh, Sauce Gardner on the other side, too. So taking care of the football, running the ball. But that Denver defense at home, uh, I think their home crowd will support uh, Brett Rippon as well, as he's not the new guy. Russell Wilson uh, was the new guy, and the new guy was not playing very well. Uh, Houston at Las Vegas. You like the Raiders teased down from seven. I like the Houston Texans getting the full seven points. Wouldn't be surprised if we both won those bets. Right. I think the Raiders can get home, uh, but I would not be surprised if Houston can stay within the number. Uh, San Francisco and Kansas City. You and I both like the Niners there catching points. They're still getting one or one and a half points. I think they win that game outright. Uh, Seattle at the Chargers. I think we're both kind of torn on this one. Maybe over the totals to play. I, I think so. I mean, uh, looking at the numbers too, uh, Brady. I, I mean, it, it could be a situation uh, when you look at the total. Like, what was it fifty now? Yeah, uh, it down? actually just ticked up to fifty. Fifty and a, and a half. half. Yeah. So there you go with the betting market. Um, yeah, yeah. I, both teams with a defensive problem at, at times. Mm-hmm. I think more significant for Seattle. Uh, Gino's been playing lights out for the situation that he's in too. Uh, Seattle's part of my former team three-team teaser though, three-leg teaser. Uh, so I got a significant amount of points with them. There you go. Mike's uh, former team three-team <laughs> teaser. It's 2-0. and <laughs> And, of course, your former teams, the Falcons, the Broncos, and the Seahawks. So we'll see if we can get that one home for you once again. Yep. Uh, primetime games, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Miami Dolphins. You and I both lean with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Did not play the game. No. I'm just worried a little bit about the fact that they've got to let down after what they did last week, you would think. Could be a good end game, too, either side, Pittsburgh or Miami, because I think the return of Tua – um, from a passing standpoint, explosive play standpoint, people are happy about that, but they still can't run the football. All right, and then the Monday nighter, the New England Patriots and the Chicago Bears, kind of like the Raider game here. You like the New England Patriots on a teaser. I can certainly understand that. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily disagree with you, but if you just made me play the side, I'd probably take the eight at what I think is a little bit of an inflated number. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can agree with that too. I mean, that, that's part of the thinking with a teaser uh, that that's inflated right there. I mean, uh, it is Belichick, though, and so you pay a tax with that, too, I think, is as New England improves or they appear to have improved. Well, and what they did their last two games, right. I think that has kind of jacked this point spread up a little. Mm-hmm. Of course, when the lines came out over the summer, the Patriots were favored by just six and a half points. So with what the New England Patriots have done the last couple of weeks, with what the Chicago Bears have done the last couple of weeks, right. this line has certainly adjusted here. And I think maybe catching eight could be the right side. I think New England wins the game. 
That is going to do it for this week's edition of the Pro Football Blitz. Thank you to our producer, Brian Ortega. Thank you to our audio man, Sean McCollum. Thank you to all of the folks out there that bring us the great content that we often reference in the show. Dr. Bob Sports, of course, Sharp Football Analysis, and also Mark Lawrence at Playbook Sports. Mike? Stick around. You and I will be back here pretty quick for the Pro Football Contest show. Of course, Derek Stevens, Mike Palm, and Jeffrey Benson from the Circa Resort and Casino will all be by. We'll reveal the consensus five picks for Circa Million. We'll talk about the top picks in Survivor. We'll have a contest player, a current contest player, as a guest on the show as well. It's the Football Contest show coming up next right here at VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you.